0: breaking it down with frank mckay the most intriguing talk in talk talk radio radio. radio.
1: i'd like to welcome everyone to breaking it down frank mckay here so much more importantly richie stevens terrific actor you've seen him in so many different things ncis criminal minds blue bloods he's absolutely terrific and for more reasons Than his skill in front of the camera, he's sharing. For somebody who's the son of someone who was AA for 40 years, the title of this book hits me. I think it's just, it's so important. And when people share their ups and downs with others, I mean, it can only help. The name of the book is The Gangster's Guide to Sobriety, My Life in 12 Steps. Richie Stevens is the author, and I'm absolutely thrilled to have him. Congratulations, first of all, on the book, but more importantly, on the sobriety. Uh,
0: thanks a million Frank. Yeah, um it's been a pretty wild journey for me, you know. I never never thought I would end up here where I am right now. Um, born and raised in Ireland and got into the drinking and the drugs very young and uh things just got really crazy. I was involved in crime and you know, I ended up moving to America and to make a long story short, I broke my back in an accident and and got sober and ended up going to Hollywood and becoming an actor and basically wrote, wrote my wrote my story about kind of a tell-all about everything that happened to me,
1: you know. And I say this just about any biography that it's different, autobiography, it's difficult. This is different. This had to be therapeutic, painful, enlightening, uh, heart-wrenching, uh, more than your average autobiography because of what's in there and what you're sharing. If you can, give us a little something that you battled with putting in there that, Maybe was more difficult than some of the other stuff. Give us an example.
0: Well, there was a whole bunch of stuff that I I kind of debated with myself that I should put in there. You know, uh, i them involved with all kinds of crazy stuff with gangs, and um, you know, even even stuff like cheating on my wife at the time. You know, that that was one of the, the hardest things to put in there because I had kids, but it it, it was. When my kids, when I got sober, my kids were only babies, they were, they were toddlers, and they're teenagers now, and um, the way I, you know, I have a crazy story, like I'm, I'm not your average free-spirited actor that you meet in, in LA, I've had a really, really gritty, um background, but obviously talking about a lot of different things, you know, you, you're, you're thinking, oh, is anybody gonna come come after me for any of this stuff? But uh, all of the names have been changed in the books. Like, well, it's, it's all true. And the way I saw it, what's the point of telling the story if you if you're not going to be totally honest about it? You never know. It might help somebody. Like a, I, I was a bad case. Um, you know, multiple suicide attempts. You know, uh, almost been killed a lot of times. So uh, it's a fairly crazy story. Your average drinker or drug user might not have that kind of a story. So. I mean somebody as bad as me can get their act together to skin a hope for anybody.
1: Like I said, this is a whole different type of autobiography. If you're just joining us late or you're turning on your radios a little late, buy this book. Buy two of these books, everyone. The Gangster's Guide to Sobriety. My Life in 12 Steps, Richie Stevens is the author, actor Richie Stevens, who's just got an amazing story. If this doesn't turn into a movie, I don't know what will, but get two of them. Get one for yourself and one for somebody who's struggling with addiction of any kind. It's so hard, you know, to get people that have had success to really talk openly. And I know, you know, look, it gets a lot of, you know, people get a lot of attention when it does. So few people do it. And like Richie just said here, there's people out there that can be taught by his setbacks and mistakes that came along. And the fact that he's putting it in here is just absolutely great. Frank McKay here, much more importantly, Richie Stevens is our very special guest. Uh, You mentioned your kids, Richie, and I'm sure that had to be a uh, consideration when you were laying all of this out. It's like, boy, I'm letting it all out. My kids are going to be aware of everything that happened to me. I think it's great that you did it. Uh, How old is your youngest?
0: I prefer to, to not give specifics, but gotcha. they're teenagers right now. They were they were uh, they were toddlers when I got sober, and they, they never saw this kind of side of me, you know. So I kind of had to had to tell them some yarns, because, you know, prepare them before the book came out. And it was like, it was like, wow, Daddy, we had no idea you used to do this kind of stuff. I was like, yeah, but it's very bad, and I'm looking out in jail, and you guys should never ever do this kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, it's so warm. I think it's great. I'm telling you, I got four kids, and I've lied to them. You know, I've said, "Oh, I, you know, I made it sound originally like I was an angel," and then when they got old enough, I was like, "Nah, I wasn't. I, I wasn't an angel." But this is different when it's in book <laughs> book form. <It's>, uh, <laughs> you're being honest with them, and it, it's terrific. But the fact is that you're being honest uh, yourself. What is it? Is it the ninth step? And pardon my ignorance, that's, you know, that kind of separates the men from the boys, right? Is that when you, you know, you lay out everything that you've done and hurt other people and you reach out um, and apologize or make amends. Do I have the step right? Is it the ninth?
0: Yeah, yeah, the ninth step is, is the big scary one. Like, that's the one where you're trying supposed to go out and make, make amends for a lot of the things you have done. And that was a scary one for me because you know, when when I came to the meetings and I got a sponsor and the dude told me, like, you know, what I have to do to stay sober, I was kind of willing to do anything to stay sober, but I wasn't willing to go to jail cause, because a lot of the stuff I had done, I I was never called for. and I, I didn't want to go to jail for the rest of my life. Like, I never killed anybody or anything like that, but but uh, I had done a lot of bad things, so it was scary, you know, but, but uh, uh, I did what I was told and, and uh, I ended up not going to jail as a... As of now, uh not much. but uh yeah, yeah, it was kind of scary, you know i i I had done a lot of bad things.
1: You know, it's interesting, the title in it, and I don't know why this comes to mind, but there's a Sopranos episode. I don't know if you watched Sopranos, but uh, Tony Mm -hmm. was talking to Christopher, his nephew, about the program. And he says, you know, I'm up to the ninth step. You know, it's tough. That's where you go to everybody and apologize and make amends. And they looked at each other, and and Tony said, Mm -hmm. maybe you should skip that one. And he says, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) But, you know, think about it. The ninth step, it's the separation, you know, between men and the boys. That's a tough one.
0: Oh, exactly. Oh, yeah, frankly, I have a couple of good soprano stories for you, actually. Um, like back in the day when, yeah. You know...
1: Please go, yeah. Give it to us. Me?
0: Oh yeah, I thought you told me the way. No. You see, back in the day when I used to hang around with my gang in Ireland, one of the funny things is gangsters kind of like to watch gangster shows and movies, you know. And uh, we were watching it back in the day in Ireland when when all the new episodes was on nobody was allowed talk in the room or anything like that and then if, if someone got a phone call in the middle of an episode they'd be thrown out of the room like <laughs> you know it was like life imitating art imitating life and then eventually a few years later after I got sober and became an actor I ended up on the show Blue Bloods and uh, one of the characters from The Sopranos is on that show um, uh, Steven Sherpa he plays Bobby Bacala yeah. in The Sopranos such a trip to to go from being a gangster, getting sober, becoming an actor, and then be on a show with one of the one of the dudes who was on one of my favorite shows when I was when I was young. it was just really a trip.
1: Do the other actors have any idea of your background? They will now, right? I'm sure people talk. People say, "Hey, you know that guy's had some history over there." Do you run across some of your colleagues? Some of your co-stars and some of the actors that you work with, or you know, even staff, do they recognize you as a former gangster, so to speak?
0: Well, we do now, uh, since the story broke. It, it was on a Variety, and Variety Hollywood. One of the main newspapers here, the Irish media picked it up. So they all know now, but uh, I kept it quiet for a lot of years, you know. My close friends knew about it, and the people in recovery know about it, because you're supposed to be honest, tell your story. But, uh, I, I'm not proud of a lot of the stuff that I did. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't broadcast it for a long, long time until, uh, you know, I wrote the book and I, I kept saying about everything. But it was funny, like my, my talent agents here in LA, they've wrapped me for five or six years and I didn't even tell them either. And when I first partnered up with John and Dave to, to do the book, um, they're my partners they did Silicon Valley and King of the Hills. So, I was excited about that and I told them about it I used to go and visit them at Christmas before, before the pandemic. They'd bring them in gifts or whatever just to say thanks. And I told them I, I was writing this book and it's going to be a TV show with the Silicon Valley guys. And they were, they were like, well, what's your book about? And I'm like, well, it's about getting sober. And they're like, that's it, getting sober. And I'm like, well, a little bit more than that. You know, I used to be involved in crime before I got sober. And they were like, what? Were you a gangster? And I'm like, yeah. And they were like, what did you tell us? And I'm like, well, I wasn't exactly proud of it. And they're like, we could use this for pitching.
1: <laughs> now, it's a great story. This is a book that everyone must get. The Gangster's Guide to Sobriety. My Life in 12 Steps. Richie Stevens is the author, along with John Alchula and Dave uh, Krinsky. Frank McKay here with Richie Stevens, and it's about his life. And, you know, he said it there. A lot of things he's not proud of, but what he should be proud of is coming clean in the book and talking about it, and it's just absolutely terrific, and I can't imagine that this doesn't make it to the screen, whether big or small, and it's the type that certainly should. Frank McKay here once again. Richie Stevens, the author, and I'm going to give you the title again. Please get it. The Gangster's Guide to Sobriety, My Life in 12 Steps. There's so many people that this appeals to Richie, or that it should appeal to, you know, The 12 Steppers, I used to own three nightclubs. So the thing is, I ran across a lot of folks and a lot of them, you know, we kicked or we banned out of the bar because they had serious, serious trouble. And they were doing all kinds of things that, you know, you can Mm -hmm. imagine that were just bad. You know, we would drive them to meetings and we'd ban them from the club if they were whatever. But they're 12 Steppers, people that have taken the move, you know, made the move forward to get themselves clean and to change their lives. They're a different breed, and especially when they're successful. I consider that a huge accomplishment, and I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about, but there are people that are working as cops, and there are people that are working as teachers, like my father, my late father was a teacher. And you wouldn't know. You would have no idea what his history was uh, by looking at him, but I have a tremendous amount of respect for people that have gone through the program, regardless of whether drugs, alcohol, gambling whatever and they went through the 12 steps and got it together what do you notice about 12-steppers and successful 12-steppers that differentiates them from the people who kind of come in fail and then just give up after that what's the difference what do those people have
0: well the thing is Frank it is it is a sickness you know And uh, I have a lot of dead friends you know like people who didn't get it and ended up either uh, overdosing or suicide Basically, um, it's a gift when you do get it, and, and all I did to to go in and, and hold on to sobriety was basically get a sponsor and do whatever he told me to do, however stupid it sounded or however much I didn't want to do it, I, I kind of surrendered. I think the difference between the people who, who stay sober and don't stay sober is the ones who stay sober, they surrender because I was at a point in my life where I didn't know how to run my life my way anymore. I had tried, but the wheels were coming off. And uh, and I was willing to listen to somebody else who, who uh, was, was, was going to show me how to do things differently.
1: It's so important. Let me ask you this. How much different do you feel now that you've done the book, that it's out? How much different was the uh, anticipation of what you thought the book would do for you mentally, emotionally, and what it ultimately has. How much different is the uh, anticipation and the result?
0: Well, um, it's a lot more condensed than, than originally. Uh, uh, I, I, originally, I wrote down all of my experiences. It was really long. It was like 430 pages. And then we rewrote the book to, to something a lot more digestible for people. and we worked with an editor and and, uh, the message is is the same as I thought it it would be except that it's it's an easy read it's it's not long it's it's dark humor Um, I think it captures the essence of my story and it's all true pretty much they changed some of the names and and, uh, the sequence of events to protect people's identities but but it's pretty much how I envisioned it to be
1: Is it almost impossible to write a book like this without thinking about who's playing who and what it's going to look like on the screen, especially with your acting experience? Is it difficult to, you know, be writing and telling a story without visualizing it?
0: Well, um I I I visualize it because 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 the stuff happened to me. But um, in terms of who might be in it, uh, of course we have like a wish list and stuff like that, and certain names are going around. I'm not really allowed to say right now, but but uh, yeah yeah we'll, we'll we'll have to see we'll have to see who's in it. But uh, I can tell you we we have a lot of interest in it. It's going to be a TV show.
1: Now, do you play yourself in the best case scenario?
0: I don't know. I don't have to. Um, I'm flexible on that. It really depends. It'd be nice to play myself, but it would also be weird to like a lot, of the, a lot of the story happens when I'm younger. I'm I'm in my late 30s right now, and a lot of the story happens to someone in their 20s, so might not be practical for me to play the young me, but you never know.
1: Yeah. I want to congratulate you on everything. I know people are waiting to talk to you. Uh, Richie, this is a, a heroic thing to do, to lay your life out there and And to go through the program congratulations on your sobriety congratulations on the book we're going to talk about it as we let you go richie stevens thanks for being here
0: thank you so much frank it was a pleasure chatting with you
1: richie stevens everyone i should have asked him for websites and social media sites the gangster's guide to sobriety my life in 12 steps he did a lot of bad things in his life and you know i've been hearing about this as it was uh, getting ready to come out and i applaud anyone who talks about their downsides, their uh, their bad times, their terrible moments in life. And that's something that I don't know that I would with the kids, young kids. Now that they're older, there's things we've all done as kids and experimented with, whatever. I, you know, I was a huge smoker. I used to smoke three and a half packs a day. I lied to my kids when they were growing up, and I said I never smoked. I never smoked a cigarette in my life. I just looked them in the face and I said it. I just didn't want them to be like, hey. Dad smoked three and a half packs a day. Uh, Well, I didn't want them to think, hey, that's cool. He smoked three and a half packs, whatever a little kid would maybe think. So I always said I never smoked. I was a non-smoker. I I never, I never even tried it. I never, you know, whatever. I wanted to be able to say that, and I did. But, I mean, I looked them in the eye. I feel like a sociopath, right? I looked them in the eye, and I said, uh, I said, I never smoked a cigarette in my life. I never did a drug in my life. I never, you know, whatever. And uh, when they got older, I was like, "Eh, "Yeah." I, I got to level with you. I, I I smoked a cigarette and I did this and I did, you know, whatever, you know, a little bit. But when they got much older, I just, uh, you know, I didn't want to go through life lying to them. But I didn't mind lying early on. Richie Stevens has been our very special guest. And the name of his book is The Gangster's Guide to Sobriety. I'm sure I don't have the <laughs> the same history that's uh, that's talked about in this book. I mean, he's a gangster. He he did some rough things. He put a put a ceiling on it. He said, I uh, never killed anyone, and that's you know that's good. You know that's a, that's a good thing. You know you put that there's no statute of limitations on that. Just about everything else has a statute of uh, of limitations. He could be questioned and everything else, but no murders that he admits to in this. But he sounds like he did the right thing here, along with John Alchula and David Krinsky, Richie Stevens put his life uh, to paper. The Gangster's Guide to Sobriety: My Life in Twelve Steps is the name of the book. Richie Stevens has been in, you know, NCIS and uh, Blue Bloods, Criminal Minds, you know, a lot of gangster-like. He's got a long, long resume, long resume. But uh, kudos to him for his sobriety. I applaud anyone out there listening who's uh, had to deal with uh, substance abuse. It's a disease. I 100% believe it's a disease. And, you know, people talk about willpower and everything. No, no, it's, it's different. I mean, there are people... I've had relatives. My father was a 40-year you know, member of AA. He was, he was a dry drunk. He, he still had a lot of, lot of problems, but he wasn't a drunk. He never touched alcohol in 40 years, plus because of the uh, program, and he credited the program with it. So um, kudos to Bill W., the creator, the founder of AA and all the other offshoots. And if you're dealing with uh, addiction out there, you know, get into a program. It's worked for so many people. And I know there's different strokes and all of that, but Richie Stevens has been our very special guest actor and a former gangster. The Gangster's Guide to Sobriety, My Life in 12 Steps is the name of the book. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.
0: You've been listening to Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. radio.